she asked me one day, she was like, T, have you ever been interested in DJing? And I was like, yes, girl, I sure have, actually. And I just had no idea where to start. And she was just like, okay, I'm going to teach you. And I was like, really? She's like, yeah. She's like, people don't normally do that, but you could be good at it. And it can also help you make some money, especially in this industry. What up, though, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another installment of the Black Friday's podcast. Today, I have none other than, let's see if I can run down the whole list, DJ, radio host, artist, all-around Detroit hustler, T2 times in the Dang. building. <laughs> Did I miss anything? Nah, I think we good. Okay. For now, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me. For sure, for sure. Appreciate you being here. So you are no stranger to being behind the microphone. So I'm curious if I could just jump in. Like my One of the burning questions that I have for you is, how does one even get on the radio as a personality, as a DJ? Like, How does that even... How do you even start a journey like that? Because it don't seem like the easiest thing to navigate. It has been quite the journey. Um, and no, it was not easy to navigate. And honestly, it's still not easy <laughs> to navigate, but we move. Mm -hmm. um, so briefly, I guess if we go back to the beginning of my particular story, um, I attended Howard University, graduated as well with HU, you know, go mm -hmm. Bison. Um, and the real HU. The real one, mm -hmm. not the fake one, because there is an imposter. <laughs> I won't name any names because they didn't pay me for that. You know what I'm saying? But um, so I was pursuing my degree in chemistry, mm -hmm. graduated with it, right? But while I was there, I decided that I wanted to be in radio. Like, I, I liked it. I was like, okay, yeah, I want to be in the School of Communications, um, our college radio station looked like they always had the most fun at everything. I was like, hell yeah, that's what I'm going to go do. Um, and so I applied for a show. And the first year I got a show, I couldn't really pursue it because I was taking 18 credits. And I had already was in about six clubs and was trying to be a Delta. It was too much. Mm -hmm. So um, my senior year, though, I did end up getting a show um, with two other guys, Alex and Derek. We had Derek. We had this show called The Pre-Game. And it was twice a week, Mondays and Fridays. And um, in the midst of that, I was like, okay, yeah, this is what I want to do. So I talked my way into um, a broadcast performance class on campus. And then I also um, found my way in an internship with Frank Ski at WHUR. And from there, it was like, okay, what do I do next? I had to move back to Detroit. And so I just called the radio station a lot of times, a lot of times. I called so much, I won tickets. Like, I was calling. <laughs> and um, it really started with me interning at first for Bijou Star. And then I wasn't able to be around for mm, about a year or so. But one of my pro fights, because I am a Delta, um, ended up coming here to be on air. I had reached out to her before. Quoted me a little air check, right? Which is basically like your radio demo reel mm -hmm. of sorts, right? For people who aren't aware. And I sent it to her. She ripped it to shreds. 
said it was horrible. My name was horrible. Everything was bad. And I just was like, oh, okay, yeah. Totally. totally. <laughs> um, and then she ended up coming here. And so I was able to meet her. And then um, she came back because she had gotten a position. And she asked me, like, hey, do you know anybody who could, like, help acclimate me to the city? I said, girl, I'm not letting nobody else help you. I forced myself to be her intern. And, like, now that's my brother. <laughs> she can't get rid of me. She can't get rid of me if she tried. But um, that internship and also attending Specs Howard was how I kind of worked my way into the rooms. And then it ended up being, like, a timing thing. I honestly applied to be on air at Hot five times. Mm. Before they actually hired me, I tried to do everything in that building. Mm. Tried to do promotions. I applied to be the receptionist. They was just like, yeah. No. Mm. And I was like, you know what? Forget it. I'm going to go work at J-O-B. <laughs> and um, then they created a position for me. Um, so my my route to radio is very similar to most people's, but it was also a bit different. Um, it definitely started with interning as most on-airs do. It's not really a just apply and get the job type of situation. Um, and it's one of those things where you kind of have to do a lot of skill building and that skill building happens both on the job and before you get the job. Mm. So I, I don't know if I could say that there's a direct route. Mm. Um, lately, we've seen an influx of like influencers mm. and like celebs being on air now. Right. They're learning on the job. They're yeah. doing what they can. Yeah. Right. But um, if I had to give advice to anyone, not that you asked, but if I had to give advice to anyone, it would just be to create your own thing, build your own audience. And then if radio is something you truly do want to do, uh, apply and see what happens. Mm. That's very interesting because that's definitely based on what you said about influencers and celebrities kind of getting behind the mic in different platforms, podcasts, radio shows, stuff like that. That seems to be the name of the game now in terms of like, I mean, I think it's kind of always has been building an audience, building up your brand and then being able to be ready for when you get those larger opportunities, so to speak. But now the name of the game is how many followers do you have? Oh my God. What type of, you know, <laughs> following do you have? Like what markets can you hit or mm -hmm. th like what have you created and developed on your own that you can bring over here versus what can you possibly build here yeah. and then either take somewhere else or, you know, continue to develop here? It's exactly that. It's no longer radio making the stars. Radio is looking for stars. Mm. That's deep. That's <laughs> <laughs> it's That's very deep. interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so we, I got some follow-ups to that, but we're okay. going to take a pause because I want to introduce you to my favorite part of Black Fridays, which okay. is called Freestyle Fridays. Okay. So, I mean, I know you you rap, you write a little bit. What what, what you do? Uh -huh. I'm going to put on the instrumental, what you, how you want to do it? Are we doing that? You want yeah, me to do, do that? Yeah, do the do do No, I'm, okay, I'm, messing, I'm messing with you. I'm messing okay, with you. Okay, I'm going to say, um, I'll tell you like I told everyone else. I don't be freestyling, guys. I be writing raps in my car. If I had it known, I would have written something on the way here, but I did not. <laughs> no, we good. We good. It's, just, it's a random assortment of questions. They're all about you, so you shouldn't get them wrong. Okay. And I just ask you to answer each one and answer honestly. Okay, I can do that. Bet. All right. So first, I want you to tell us what's a song that you are tired of hearing? A song that I am tired of hearing. 
Like when it come on, I be like, oh, here we go again mm-hmm. with that. Um, as much as I love Water by Tyla, we can give her a break. She has another song out. We True. can listen to that one. True. And it's actually, it's good. Yeah. Let's yeah. listen to something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like me when um, uh, Essence came out. And I was oh, like, man, man, this song is great. But then when you, you had uh, uh, 18 months of hearing the same song, I'm like, ah, uh, you know. It was we, Song of the Summer two years in yeah, a row. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like we we got options. We got they options. Got that money's worth for sure. <laughs> we got options. So you are also a fellow podcast host, and then obviously you have your uh, own show, which we'll get into um, on the radio. But I want to know, out of you had a chance to interview a lot of people, but what is a dream interview that you would love to be able to have? You can get somebody in your studio, sit down on the couch, and have a conversation with that you would love to, to chop it up and and talk to them. Who would that be? Um, there are so many. Obviously, Beyonce, mm. right? But I really want to talk to Megan Thee Stallion. Mm. Um, in studio, I want her on my podcast. Like, I think that she is so interesting, and I really want someone to have a, a genuine conversation with her. I feel like lately in, in a bunch of the interviews that she's done, I guess in most recent times, especially after getting shot, uh, all of them seemed they they just didn't seem genuine to me, mm-hmm. um, and so that's why I just want to sit. I want to sit with the girl. I want to cook with the girl. I want to talk to the girl. Love Megan. it. Yeah, love it. And if I'm not mistaken, you're vegan, correct? Mm-hmm. What's your favorite? I'm plant based. Okay, we have to be honest around these. <laughs> What's parts. the difference? Uh, I don't really care about the animals. <laughs> And sometimes I be eating fish. Okay, oh. all right. <laughs> <laughs> but for the most part, I don't really consume dairy. Um, primarily plant based. Yeah, primarily okay. plant based. But I'm from the west side. Like, what mink? A mink and some buffs is in my future. I'm so sorry to the animals. <laughs> And hey. so I don't want to claim being vegan, right? Because then, because then when Peter catch hold of me, I don't want them to be. You are a liar, honestly. <laughs> I told you who I no, was. No, I'm not. Yeah, I'm telling um, you who I am right now. But when I go to New Orleans, some crawfish gonna have to see about me. <laughs> and if I ever hit an all inclusive, sometimes the fish rescues me from the hangover. Okay. So I don't eat it all the time, but sometimes I will. Bet. Yeah. Bet. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, in terms of being a, a DJ, would you say that you have a least favorite set that you ever did? Actually, no. I'm, I asked that the wrong way. Your favorite set that you ever did or favorite gig? It could be like an event that you did or something like that that you really enjoy. Do you have a story like that? Hmm. Okay. So... I have had like some really, really good ones. Um, I'll say most recently, uh, so let's say within the past 365, my favorite set of the year was back in November. I did um, a set at at Deluxe Flux. Bangers. You was on fire. Yeah. (laughs) Like, yeah, put me in there. Um, I also have had a lot of fun with like high school events. 
they not as they t- like high schoolers are terrible people. I love them. They terrible people a little bit, but they be turning up. Mm-hmm. We having a good time with the high school kids. Yeah. Nope. Least favorite though. Uh, least favorite. Uh, it was back when I was like just starting to DJ, and I did an event for NABJ Detroit. Mm-hmm. I had done something for the national organization before then, but like this was just for the Detroit chapter, and I was new to the everything and. I let the requests get to me. And, you know, people people be having good requests sometimes. Mm. They be asking them at the wrong time. Got you. And me, a young new DJ, just trying to make everybody happy, playing them. Mm-hmm. The wrong time. Aretha Franklin just died, guys. And I'm in here playing too short. Blow the whistle. And everyone's looking at me crazy. But mm. the lady came over here and requested it. And you know that she did not move a muscle when it came on? Mm. Pissed me clean off. <laughs> Pissed me off. And the feedback I got at the end of the day was just like, yeah, we thought that it was going to be more along the lines of like how you did last time. And I just was so embarrassed. I could have balled up and died. Mm. I could have balled up and died. Shame on that woman. For ruining my life. Right. <laughs> I'll never play another real-time request again. <laughs> and last but not least, um, most random job you ever had? I've had several. Most random job I ever had, I was on like a street team for this summer program or something. And so we was going like door-to-door, passing out flyers. The summertime. I was a flyer passer router. That wasn't it? At all. Mm. Hated it. <laughs> Never again. <laughs> <laughs> don't even look at a flyer. Don't hand me your flyer. <laughs> I don't want to see it. I've been there before. I, I know your pain. I've yeah. Been there. You was I've a flyer pass router? For uh, one of the elections way, way back in the yeah. day. This was when, um, nah. uh, what's her name? Jennifer Granholm was running. Ooh. And, you know, they would pay people to pass off flyers at different stations during the election or like right in front of the stations because you can't do it at the voting station. So, mm-hmm. yeah, a couple bucks. It's an honest earning, but Honestly, it, it wasn't. The election one was better than that because I did that too. I did it uh, for like Fannie Lou Hamer. Okay. Better than that door to door in East Point passing out those flyers. And and there there we go. Terrible. <laughs> but I've had so many random jobs. I feel like my life it's like, girl, what were you doing? But surviving. For sure. For sure. <laughs> well, congrats to you. You successfully passed Freestyle Fridays without freestyling. So shout out to you. And um I wanted to I wanted to go back into asking you more about your your journey in terms of being on radio and DJing. And I'm curious, first question is, which one came first? You DJing or you being on the radio? Radio came first. And then you developed your DJ skills. Mm-hmm. And how did you do that? Like, Because uh, somebody like me, I've always been interested in the art form, but I never took the time to like learn the different softwares and equipment and all that type of stuff. How did you get started? Um. DJ Andrew Baby taught me. Mm. And so like you, I've always been interested in the art form at parties, literally from college. Like at parties, I will always just stand near the DJ or in the DJ booth just because I want to be back there. And I didn't understand that I was like 
random DJ booth girl for so much of my life. However, comma, I was. And um, then after I started interning with Angel, um, she asked me one day. She was like, T, have you ever been interested in DJing? And I was like, yes, girl, I sure have, actually. And I just had no idea where to start. And she was just like, okay, I'm going to teach you. And I was like, really? She's like, yeah. She's like, people don't normally do that, but you could be good at it. And it can also help you make some money, especially in this industry. Um, a lot of women in radio are not mixers. And a lot of mixers, especially the women, are not on air. And so being both has a really high earning potential. Now, what is a mixer? A DJ. Oh, okay. okay. Mm -hmm. But um, on payroll, they don't say DJ. They say mixer on the thing. Oh, so somebody, so in some cases, somebody else is curating that stuff and then, you know, passing it off to whoever the host might be or yeah. whoever's running the, the shows, the segments at that time. Mm -hmm. gotcha. So there could be, you know, there's different, there's always a, a mixer booth where the DJ equipment and the DJ usually is. And then there's like the actual air studio. Right. And so sometimes if there is a mix show where like there's a DJ, sometimes the DJ will be over there and then the DJ, the radio personality will be in here, but they're not normally the same person except for if they have that capability. And there's not a whole bunch of on-airs that also DJ. So, when you find when you're able to do that, um, especially just like as a girl, it's like, oh snap, you lit, and it's like, oh uh, yeah, yeah I am. Give me some money. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so she saw that for me, and I, I'm so grateful to her for doing that. She bought me my first like controller, which is the little one piece board, but she taught me how to DJ on turntables and a an actual mixer mm -hmm. so like i learned how to do both but she bought me my first equipment for my birthday got me started that's love it is um and so she but what she did was made me promise that i would teach somebody else mm -hmm. um and so a couple of my friends have been interested in djing so i've been helping them as well and um yeah i still haven't found like a person person but I say she put me together. She put me together. Gave me all my, all of my first music. Um, I had to sort it out myself, and that was a challenge. But mm -hmm. we we made it through. Um, and and people don't do that. It's like um, somebody I know somebody who like won't teach people how to DJ unless they've already purchased their own equipment. Like mm -hmm. I need to know your series. But they're not gonna give you the starter equipment and all that. Nah, to get people going. not doing that. Okay, people not doing that. I, and I don't even think I realized how much of a blessing it was um, until I started, like, really got into the the mix and got into the crowd of being a DJ. And it's like, oh, y'all don't be doing that? Y'all don't be sharing stuff like that? Y'all don't? Oh, it's like a secret? How you? Oh. Uh -uh. Yeah, like, people got to really mess with you in order to do anything of the sort. Mm -hmm. Sharing songs, uh anything like it's cutthroat so how do you get music when you dj like what's the 
There are some sites um, called record pools where different DJs, like a lot of labels and stuff, a lot of labels, a lot of independent artists will send their music to to allow DJs to be able to download it. So sometimes you pay like a subscription fee a month and um, you can get your music that way. Um, I'm a part of... I'm a part of one that I pay for. Um, I'm a part of one free one. And then there's another one I'm a part of that you can only be in if you're actually in the radio industry. Um, And they like double check. I'm like, what do you mean I have to send you an email from my work (laughs) email? Like, relax. I said I'm on the radio. I'm on the radio. Why don't you believe me? But people be making shit up all the time. For sure. There's that. For sure. But yeah, it's a lot of places. And then, of course, like, you should buy it. Um, And then I also, so record labels will send their stuff directly to you if they have their email. If they have your emails and they know that you are a DJ, a reputable Mm -hmm. DJ, they'll send stuff directly to you. Um, And then other artists will send stuff directly to you, too. Mm. Uh, If you are an artist and you're listening, please service your music. I can't play it if I don't have it. Especially all the indie people out here. I had a few independent artists on here and people that might tap in with the show. So if you're an indie artist, you're trying to get your music heard, she letting you know right now, send it. Clean, dirty, instrumental, intro versions. What's an intro version, T? So glad you asked. An intro version has four to eight bars of instrumental before the song starts. Yeah, important. Important stuff. Mm. And as far as DJs, all the DJs I know are definitely hustlers in their own right. So I was going to mm-hmm. ask you, like, what's the what's the ways that DJs make money? Like, how can you maximize your DJing abilities? Because, you know, some people find a lane and be like, well, I'm only doing birthday parties or whatever the case may be. And like, that's where they, they, they dig in at. But other people are like, OK, yeah, I DJ here, but then also I might produce. I might, you know, do X, Y, and Z. So I was wondering, like, what, what are some of the main ways that DJs are? Are able to maximize their skills um it's really about what people are open to right um so of course you have the people who only do clubs like they only dj at residencies um and then you have mobile djs who will go and dj pretty much anywhere uh i fall into the mobile dj category but my bag is really corporate events mm-hmm. um corporate events all ages type of things. I love those. Um, But you have to be very versatile in those spaces. Um, Other ways, of course, like DJing for artists um, is a way, of course, producing, um, really learning how to engineer, like how to be an audio engineer and not just in a studio where people are rapping, but like being able to provide sound Like, you have a lot of equipment. You can rent your equipment out. You can rent your services out running the sound for different organizations, churches, concerts, whatever. If you know what you're doing, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, Other ways, of course, you can always teach people. Um, And then a lot of people don't have, like, clean music or they don't have intro versions. You could put together stuff for folk, let people know, hey, I'm- um, You can do it, you can mix it for them. Yeah, it's like, okay, yeah, you got this song, it don't have no clean versions, okay, no worries. Yo, your engineer, somehow don't do it or can't do it. Okay, I'll clean it for you for a fee, you know what I'm saying? i help you out. Um, and then, it, it's really a lot of ways, I think, but 
it, it depends on what you open to. So like for me, um, I, of course I I'm mixing I'm mixing different markets. Um, I do my mobile DJ stuff. Um, I could clean the record. I don't really like doing that. So don't ask me, <laughs> please. Um, but yeah, like I I. I host too. Mm-hmm. If you if you get good on the mic, you can host people's events. If you're not DJing, um, stuff like that. Okay, I like that. Nice nice breakdown of the industry for sure. And I wanted to ask you go back to your show. If you could tell us more about your show, what that encompasses, and then the benefits of being on radio and having your own show. Um, okay, so I now um, recently rebranded. So my radio show is now called In the Kitchen Radio with T Two Times, and basically, In the Kitchen Radio is when you think about the kitchen, right? That's where all the stuff that brings us together comes from, right? Like really good food comes out of there when it's family time. Um, you think you know, what I'm saying your aunties is in there cackling Mm. having a good time right um and so my show because i really feel like my life lives at the intersection of good music and good food um and great people and so my the goal with my show is to bring everybody together so it's um saturdays and sundays as of now saturdays two to six sundays one to four on high 107.5 and um shout out to my friend Dave Hill for doing my my intro song. I got me mm-hmm. some theme music now, and um, my homegirl Technical Tish for producing that and some of my music bids. But I have a bunch of different segments depending on what's happening in the day. So, like the dish, of course, is our entertainment news. We talk about whatever is happening in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, they ate that, which is my community highlight segment. Just people doing really good stuff mm-hmm. in the area, be it celebrities or locally. But I've been having a very local focus. Um, the Detroit special, of course, our city news, whatever is happening here that we need to know about. Like, um, they changing the Michigan State IDs. Did you know? I did not know that. Yeah. In addition to the real ID program, Michigan is redesigning their um, driver's license to okay. be more less likely to be faked. Okay. Who know? Um, but stuff like that, right? And so I just think it's a really great time. I have a lot of fun doing what I do on air. Um, somebody said, like, you just be in there playing around. I do. <laughs> I do. And I wish that I played less, but unfortunately, I don't. It be like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then happy hour, um, which is one of my favorite parts. It used to be called T-Style Saturday, right? Where people send me their music. We review it on Instagram Live. But I also just connect with my people there, right? So I'm shouting out whoever's popping in the live on the radio. Um, and that's a good time. So just a bunch of different things like that. Of course, I always post what's on the menu uh, before each show so people can know what's happening. If there's a recipe of the week, mm. which, you know, I do a lot of... Um, Vegan food tutorials on my page. And so if you were curious or want to know like what I made that week, can head right to the gram for that. So mm-hmm. it's cool. It's fun. I'm enjoying. And so I'm assuming all the creative ideas and thought process, that's that's all you like. Nobody is like saying, well, you got to do your show like this or like you have a lot of flexibility in how you develop yeah, your, your yeah. show. I don't even think I told none of the people in charge I was rebranding. Okay. It was like, hey, y'all. That was like, oh, we heard your show this weekend. I was like, cool. Did you hear my theme song? Yes, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. I didn't tell them nothing. Uh, should I have? Maybe. But 
These days, I'm leaning heavily into asking for forgiveness and not for permission. There you go. Because people will try to put their fears on you. Mm -hmm. And I just don't have time for that at this phase of my life. <laughs> I'm going to say, if ain't nobody press you, then I mean, it, it must be solid. What they going to say? Yeah. You don't like it. <laughs> don't fire me. <laughs> don't fire so on your show, do you also have like guests that you interview or like so when different people stop through Detroit, they do they press runs or whatever. They come and see you. I've seen you interview, you know, different people and stuff like that. Is it that is it your show that they're doing that on or are they doing that on like uh, just the typical radio uh, segment so that they have lined up? It changes. Um, some people reach out to me directly and say, hey, we want to come interview with you specifically. Other times people will reach out to the station and just depending upon the schedule, um, they get to whoever they get to. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, it could be. And then a lot of times, like sometimes it's just by happenstance. Right. Like I've seen it where, oh, somebody was supposed to come in and interview with this person, but they was late or they missed it. So now they're interviewing with the next person. Mm -hmm. It just is it. It varies. Okay. Um, but usually, and these days in particular, um, a lot of my interviews come directly through the station. Mm -hmm. And so we just set them up that way. What's it like being on live? Like, how does that feel? Sometimes I forget that other people are listening to me. <laughs> and we have a listenership of like over 150,000 folk. And I just forget mm -hmm. because you're in a room by yourself. So I really just be having me a ball in there talking to Bobby. myself. Yeah. And then I'll get a text message like, why would you say that? And it's just like, y'all can hear me <laughs> when, I, when I say things. Um, it's interesting. I used to be really nervous and I wouldn't speak live. I would record every break. Um, we have this thing in the studio called a Vox Pro where you can do mm -hmm. like quick edits. Um like you can record audio quickly, you can chop it quickly, you can mm -hmm. play it back quickly. And so I used to record all my breaks, pre-record them all, and play them there. And it's just like, okay, T, we're going to go live now. And so sometimes there's pressure because I'll be stumbling over my words. The words will go away from my brain cells. And that's embarrassing. However, um, I appreciate it because it's taught me that mistakes happen and you literally just have to be better prepared for the next break mm -hmm. like okay it's in the past now it's gone mm -hmm. the people that were in the car 20 minutes ago when you last said something probably not in the car now so mm -hmm. you can start fresh um and i love that mm -hmm. i do real bad <laughs> but there are also times where it's a little sh stressful mm -hmm. so when kobe Bryant died and they made that announcement I was on air. You can't not say nothing. Mm -hmm. And it's like, how do you break news like that? Mm -hmm. um, so it, being live has, like, it comes with this pressures, but it's also taught me a lot, like, about being graceful under pressure and, and figuring it out. Girl, you got 10 seconds. Mm -hmm. What are you going to say? How are you going to say it? How are you keeping these people engaged? Like, yeah, they were about to get out the car, but like, what's going to make them stay in the car another 15 minutes mm. just because you said something was coming up? You know what I'm saying? So it's been it's been that type of experience for me. That's what's up. So I, now I wonder if you could tell me a radio secret. Who is doing uh, stuff like 
Are y'all in the is somebody on shift in the studio all night like DJ and doing all that stuff or is that like pre-recorded does it depend on the studio like when you just hear like the radio don't stop nowadays it so, does not so I'm wondering like who is who is man in the station is it always somebody man in the station or is this stuff like just rolling and pre-recorded someone is always on call right okay. if it stops Somebody has to go we'll turn the radio back on. Right. Right. Um, but we have an automated system that keeps things playing through the night. Okay. Um, there used to be, um, there's normally somebody in the studio, maybe till about midnight. And then from midnight to six, we all just praying for the best. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's someone in there starting at 6 a.m. Okay. Got you. That, that definitely mm -hmm. makes sense. So, but there used to there was an overnight shift mm -hmm. once upon a time, like where somebody had to be in the studio twenty four seven. Mm -hmm. um, but now, due to the way they're budgeting their money in the radio industry, um, overnight shifts have kind of disappeared. Okay. But yeah, so it's somebody in there most of the time. Gotcha, but not all the time. Got you. Okay, I, I always wondered that. I'm like, if somebody's like in the radio station or is some or they at the crib chilling, like people be at the crib chilling. But you know, there's technology these days where like our program directors can pull up what's happening on the station on a mm -hmm. laptop from okay. wherever they are. Okay. So, like I said, somebody's always on call and somebody always has access, but normally they physically in the station. Yeah. Yo, uh, you don't have to do that no more. Got you. The security people be there. Right, <laughs> <laughs> and you, you well. Before I move on to the next thing, uh, real quick, can you give us secrets on how to win tickets from the radio? Listen and call when I say call, and don't call when I don't say call. That's it. That's really it. And if you you pick up the phone, then it's your lucky day. And if I tell you call back, call back for sure. Yeah, <laughs> so I've had some one time somebody called. She was calling number three. She was calling number five, and I think. I don't know if she was calling from like three phones uh, or she what was in. happening, but yeah. she kept getting through when she ended up winning. I said, you know what? Thank you for listening when I said call back because you didn't want something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I, I, I maybe won on the radio, I think twice, once to see J. Cole, once to see WWE. So, hey, I was, hey. I, he was a lucky If I hear somebody call, yeah, I listen. I'm like, they be like, hey, do this, do that. I'm like, all right, cool. Let me, yeah. let me try my hand. I will. <laughs> oh yeah, and Kendrick. I, I might have got tickets to see Kendrick. I can't remember, but yeah, every once it's a good feeling. It's like hitting the lottery. It is because you know it doesn't happen often. Uh, some people are professional winners though. Like they always <laughs> listen. They always win. You. I just you saw you at the station last in, week. You put their number in and say one three months ago, one six months ago, one. And it's like. <laughs> What are you doing? <laughs> they they go on every show. They said I'm going to see Beyonce, Gwen Stefani, Taylor Swift, whoever you whoever you got coming. Whatever y'all <laughs> have, give I'm, it to me. Right. I don't even blame them. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> said they leaving with something. I don't blame them at all. Exactly. So I was going to um, ask you. You're a fellow podcaster, so I would love for you to be <laughs> able to talk about your show and let give us some insight on that and how people can tap in with with the podcast. Okay. Um, so yes, my friend Brittany Slaworth and I have started a podcast called No Mama No Manual. It's a podcast for people whose moms died by people whose moms died. Um, and it was interesting. She brought up on one of the episodes how it came about. Uh, we probably was fussing about how ghetto it is, right? Living our lives without our mom. And I said to her one day, we just out here with no mama 
no manual, just surviving, right? By the hairs on her chin, chin, chin. And she she kept that. And she hit me up one day. She was like, T, I want to do something with it. And I'm like, okay, well, what do you want to do? And we decided on a podcast. And so we now uh, release episodes every other Sunday on YouTube. Uh, if people search No Mama, No Manual, they should see my beautiful face along with my friends. Um, and it's also... I'm a little behind. I'm sorry, guys. I'm the person in charge of putting it on the <laughs> on the audio streaming, and right now only four episodes are up there, but there are nine. <laughs> <laughs> if you want the latest and greatest, wanna, go to YouTube. If you want to be updated and up to date, <laughs> YouTube is where you go for that. Um, but they're all on all the podcasting thingies is mm-hmm. there, um, and so that's been a really fun journey. We are working on upgrading our equipment and stuff like that, but. Uh, a lot of people are being touched because everybody has had a mama at some point, mm. right? How else would you have gotten here? And um, some people don't have them anymore. And we're all experiencing some of the same very ghetto things. Um, we like to call it the club nobody wants to be a part of, mm. but we're here. And so we're in it together and just like extending community to people because you don't get it really until you get it. And so it's interesting to watch it blossom. Um, we probably had about five, six episodes on YouTube before we started anything on Instagram. Mm. And we're, we're just rolling. We're just rolling with it right now. And it's it's been cool to see how people are affected by it and how so many people are having the exact same experiences at us. We just so happen to have microphones and a camera. Mm-hmm. That's dope. And what was the process like for you to be able to, because you create so much with your a job with the radio and then DJing, what was it like creating outside of that space and then like, you know, doing something that's completely different? Like it don't involve music, don't involve like entertainment and stuff like that, but it's just like y'all life experiences and being able to to share that with one another and then other people being able to listen to those stories. Um, Honestly, it wasn't too different for me, right? Because one of the things I've always loved about radio is how people really share their real life. Mm. Um, at least good radio personalities do, right. right? It's not just, hey, here's what's going on. Meet us at this place. Here's the weather, right? Um, you really get to know. You really get to know the people you hear on air, right? Because they share their lives. They share what's going on. They share their opinions about things. And so doing this wasn't too far-fetched for me. Um, It is my second podcast experience. I started one before I officially got on air. Um, It was called Say It Two Times. And I had structured that one kind of like a radio show because I wanted to prepare myself for when I did actually get on air. Um, you know what I'm saying? You mm-hmm. got to got to be thinking big. And um, so I'm I'm glad I did that because I've been able to kind of coach us through my Brittany is a doctor. Mm-hmm. She don't be talking to people on the microphone. <laughs> and then one of us be crying on the internet. And mm-hmm. so um it's been cool to explore friendship with my friend in this way. Uh, because we both get to be creative in a way. And that's something like I, I don't normally get to see from her because she is a doctor and her job requires her to say the right things at the right time. But in this experience, we kind of just are winging it, right? We're laughing, we're crying, we're cussing, we're getting vulnerable on the internet. I don't even, I don't even know how I got it. like. Crying on the internet? (laughs) 
for people to see. <laughs> it's really strange. <laughs> but I am glad to have um, a very free space where I can, like, be completely myself and I can make inappropriate jokes and, like, no one's going to report me to the FCC. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Right. Stuff like that. Love it. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been noticing a trend of different um, media and radio radio personalities creating their own like platforms like Stephen A. Smith, who I pay atten- a lot of attention to. I know like DJ Envy, he created his own podcast. Angela Yee always had her own podcast for like lip service and like spaces where they can go and then be more of their self where, you know, obviously being on the radio, that's a different level of responsibility and job. You know something? A lot of those podcasts from like radio personalities in particular mm. a lot of them are backed by their the radio. Com- their companies uh, yeah okay. so if you if you hear let me make up all on the table my bad <laughs> um but if you if you listen to like the com- when you hear the commercials about the podcast it was like mm. Available on iHeart yeah. or available on Radio One, but that's it's, their platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And so while that is lovely and amazing, I often wonder because I don't know, right? I have no idea at all how it goes. Like if they depart from the company, will they be able to maintain ownership of their podcast, mm. or does the podcast end, or? Does the the radio company like keep all the episodes that they, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I don't know. But I don't have to worry about that. Yeah, that, that's something <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out as far as my podcast. Like, how do you protect your intellectual property, so to speak? Uh, aside from like trademarks. I mean, that's probably the, the main way. Yeah, I don't know. We need to do some Google. Yeah, we gonna we gotta figure that out. We gotta do we gotta do some collective research on that and, and get to the bottom of it for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. I mean I'm sure there are ways. Yeah. I just don't know them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you see right now in your crystal ball for T two times for all the different things that you, you kinda have your hands in or creative things that you see yourself doing on the horizon? Where do you kinda see yourself heading next? Or how do you want to elevate the platforms that you created so far? So I think that is the direction I'm heading. Honestly, I'm tired of myself and I don't want to create no more new shit. No more new things. Please, brain. <laughs> Let's, just <work. laughs> Let's just work on the things that we have. There's mm-hmm. so many things. Um, how do I see myself elevating? Um, I certainly would like to monetize all of my platforms. Um, because they're not all monetized just yet. Um, so if you're listening, please subscribe to my YouTube channel at uh, two times. I'm trying to get there, guys. Almost there, guys. <laughs> it's like you got an interview on there with 27,000 views, but you ain't getting no money? Crazy. Yeah. That's nuts. Mm. I can't have that happen to me anymore. Right, never when again. When I interview Megan Thee Stallion and Beyonce, I need those checks. Correct. <laughs> right. Um... I, so that, um, I would love to get in the kitchen for another season of my cooking show, Time to Eat, because I think that is a super dope idea. None of y'all better steal it or we can scrap. <laughs> um, What else? I would love to be heard in multiple markets. So like right now, I DJ for um, 
a couple different shows. Um, sometimes I DJ for the radio stations in Cincinnati. I DJ for the ones in Columbus. And then I also am an affiliate mixer for a syndicated show called Posted on the Corner, which is, mm. I think, in like 14, 18 markets, something like that. Mm. And so that's cool. Love that. But I would love for my voice to reach those spaces. Um, what else? I would love to mentor, like for real, as far as like media goes. Um, so I'm hoping that that can happen soon. Like maybe with the high school kids again, love them, hate them, love them more than I hate them. High schoolers, terrible people, love them though. <laughs> They're the best. Um, Cause I used to teach and uh, okay. I taught geometry for two years. My kids are graduating this year. My last little batch of that's a suck. Nappy headed children from the <laughs> east side. They're graduating. Shout out to Gen B class of twenty twenty four. Um. So yeah, I would like to. I would like to do that because I I've seen some potential in my classroom. Um, random story. Maybe two years ago. Um, I was. What was I doing? I was full time on air, so I was doing middays. For hot, but I also was a full time geometry teacher. And so I was pre recording my show. Like I would wake up five in the morning, record my show, get it sent off before I got my life together and went to the school. But something happened, something big happened. I can't remember what it was, but I needed to change my entertainment report. And so I took my microphone with me to school just in case I needed to do something. And I ended up having to do something. So my second hour class, I'm like, all right, y'all, I need y'all to do me a favor. And shut up, because I got to record something <laughs> for the radio, and it's loud in here. And so that was cool for them to see. And then one of my students, like, wrote a break of his own, just on his own volition, and was like, Miss Addison, Miss Addison, look what I did. I'm like, okay, what's up? And so I recorded it, and I'm just like, oh, y'all care about this? Y'all want to do this? And so um, I know that there are a number of high schools here that have podcasts, so, like, maybe in the future I would like to work with them in some kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? I just want to be real happy with enough money to help people with. Like, enough money for me, but, like, also to be like, here you go. I want to be able to invest in my people. That's dope. That's Mm -hmm. dope. So the people that want to tap in with T2 Times and they want to follow your journey, they want to sponsor your podcast, they want to, you know, throw some money away to work with you. Please, give me some money. (laughs) Give me some money. I said all money. Most money, not all money. <laughs> all money is not good money, guys. You should not be accepting it, okay? Um, Where can they find you? They can find me in a number of places at the same name, at I'm Two Times. That is Instagram. That is Twitter. That is YouTube. Um, that's the letter I, the letter M, T W O T I M E S. On TikTok, it is very T Two Times. And then if you want to book me, for something, anything, which well, not anything. I don't do everything. <laughs> also, not cheap. But book T two times at gmail.com. B O O K T E E T W O T I M E S at gmail. Yes, please contact me about money. <laughs> <laughs> bet, bet. You already she said definitely tap in with her um, if it has. Uh, if it got money to do with it from a business standpoint, right? Yeah, professionally, 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 and respectfully. <laughs> don't play with the girl <laughs> well we appreciate you stopping by black fridays definitely love getting a chance to learn more about your story you got you answered all my things that i want to know the secrets and the 
pulling the curtain up behind radio and learning more about that. So we love your creativity, love things that you're working on, and definitely here to encourage you and see what you do in the future. Thanks. Oh, I also sell cookies. This is very random. <laughs> it's very random, but they're very good. And I meant to bring y'all some, except for I didn't go to the grocery store before I came like I was supposed to because I had poor time management today. But um, if you are plant-based and you like plant-based cookies, um, notyourauntees.com is where you can order them. I also have been giving them away as a part of my like YouTube yeah. uh thingy so like there i do quizzes every week behind mm. my videos and you answer the questions right you get in, entered into the little giveaway i'm mm-hmm. gonna mail you some cookies so tap in with the girl <laughs> a hustler gonna hustle okay a hustler gonna hustle study drink at me there you go yeah there you go <laughs> <laughs> where everybody watching it's been another episode we'll tap in with y'all soon peace